What's going on? What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Buck IBS here on this holiday weekend. Appreciate you guys joining us. I'm here with my guy, Mike. How you doing? Hanging tough, man. You know, just enjoying this nice long weekend. Happy 4th of July to everybody. Just remember what this day, uh, you know, means. Means that uh, this country would not be the country that it is right now without the sacrifice of, uh, you know, a lot of people. So we appreciate that. We're glad that we're able to have our independence. So, Yeah, we celebrating two Independence Days in the last month. We got the 4th of July, and we just celebrated Juneteenth. So lots of holidays this time. So I hope everyone's having a good time out there. Anything special planned for this weekend? You get anything? you get in anything yet, or you got any plans coming up? Oh, you know me, man. After this show, I'm about to hit the grocery store, and you know what I'm going to do? Chef Mike going to be on that grill. Bobby Flay out there. Every time <laughs> I talk to Mike, he got something going on the grill. Yes, sir. That sounds like a good time. Um, so before we get started on our major topics here, I want to talk about something that I've been seeing on the timeline all week. One day the game's coming out. The next day they're getting sued. The next day, they're still bringing it out. So I want to get your thoughts on this NCAA 24 fiasco, and I want to get your opinion. I have it as a poll in the chat right now. <laughs> Is this game coming out next year? I mean, by what EA Sports is saying, this game is coming out, whether the players like it or not, whether these uh, organizations started by disgruntled players who never really got much playing time or made it in the NFL, this game is coming out. And, you know, these players can be like, oh, it doesn't have to have, you know, it's not going to have my name, image, and all of that stuff. EA don't care about that because you know what? There's some guy already got the roster ready, and you can download that. <laughs> so we all know. I'm excited the game is coming out. We were actually supposed to be playing this game this offseason to make our offseason a whole lot better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got people on space on the internet just going after each other. If we had this game, things might be a little bit more peaceful. Maybe Twitter wouldn't need to have so many limits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Those rate limits on Twitter are crazy right now. I Thankfully, I pulled out my Xbox 360, and I've been playing 14 all week. So I've had quite the break from the Bird app because I've been addicted to playing 14 on my 360. So, I mean, whether the game comes out or not next year, your boy already got a backup plan. So they got to figure out what they got to figure out in the courts. But I hope. We get to see the game next year. Um, going on to our next topic, we're talking about some recruiting. We haven't been on here since the Bryce West or the De uh, Demarion Witten commit commitment. So I just wanted to, I know you're a big Glenville guy, Mike. I wanted to get your thoughts on those two huge commitments because it feels like it's been forever since we had a chance to talk recruiting on here. Yeah, I didn't go to Glenville, but, you know, I, I uh, grew up in the area. My my dad, he also went to Glenville as well, man. And, you know, Glenville was that powerhouse in Cleveland Public Schools who was just always making the playoffs, man, and always representing uh, the, Cle the inner city kids, always representing the public schools. And what uh, Ginn Sr. did, you know, he elevated that level to what no other coach in public schools was doing with putting guys, getting them tape, talking to uh, coaches in the state of Ohio, talking to coaches at D1 uh, levels, 
getting these guys on buses and taking them to camps, man. Uh, you know, so uh, we got Bryce West. We got uh, with Demarion Witten as well. And hopefully this just opens up another pipeline to Cleveland. We got a lot of guys in the city of Cleveland and at Glenville that are very, very talented. You know, maybe might be underdeveloped, but they're very talented. Um, and I, I've seen, even if they don't end up going to Ohio State, I've seen the guys go to Illinois, go to Wisconsin, go to Michigan State. So, you know, I'm glad that we were able to get the pipeline and, you know, two top-rated players, keeping them in the state of Ohio, getting what we want. Do you think the difficulties that we had with these recruitments and how long they dragged out and how much of a fight Michigan put up just puts that much more of an emphasis on the game to like reestablish our foothold because we can't have Michigan coming into the state making us fight like this for Glenville kids? Yeah, I mean, I think that it definitely uh, has something to do with the game. Um, and, 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 you know, what uh, Michigan has been doing. I believe, and I have been up the court, when you have these Glenville guys on the squad, we don't lose that game. <laughs> we rarely lose that game. Like, and it damn sure ain't happening two years in a row with some Glenville guys on there. And this is what we, you know, have been talking about, about, you know, the recruiting philosophy uh, about with Ohio State and not playing the slow playing these Ohio guys, going after the national guys and then thinking that you can – come in late you can't come in late on these top ohio guys anymore because michigan is already waiting in the wings sitting there saying hey ohio state don't want you we was in on you before they was all of this stuff we can no longer do that and i think that you know it adds more of a rivalry not just on the field but also in recruiting because one thing that we never felt that we had was a rivalry in recruiting with michigan we knew what it was on the field but not in recruiting, right? So, exactly. Um, so we're gonna have three Glenville guys on the team now, and I mean, your handles, uh, two one six Wild Boy, your boy MGK. He's always talking about the Wild Boys. Gary on Conley. When we asked him about the Glenville Glenville Boys, the first thing he said was <laughs> Wild Boys. So I'm excited <laughs> about bringing that attitude to. To the roster. So having Arvell, having uh, Demarion, having Bryce all on the team, I think that's going to bring some attitude that we need on the team. And I feel like um, the boys are going to bring some of that swag back to Ohio State. So I'm excited to see them boys make it to the uh, make it to Columbus and become Buckeyes. So I think that's going to be huge for us. So I wanted to stick to this recruiting topic. So we see the uh, Bryce West commitments. That's big. But one thing that we're missing out on is defensive line. What's going on with the defensive line recruiting? And outside, are there any other needs that you see in this recruiting class? Because right now it's feeling a lot like the 2022 cycle. Everybody's coming. We're getting these five stars. Wait until you see these great defensive line that we put together. And then we have a slow month in June. They're telling us just wait. Kids start taking other visits. They're pushing commitments back. What are you? What are you? What's your vibe around this whole recruiting situation right now? Because it's feeling really twenty twenty two ish right now. Yeah, I mean, right now, definitely feeling twenty two uh, two is what is what it seems like. Um, you know, this is what 
when you're coming out of Ohio State visit, right, we're expecting, you know, maybe a silent commit, you know, some rumblings. Maybe you shutting a couple. You know, you might go take one visit, but then you might shut the rest down, right? That's what we've been expecting. But we, we haven't had that. And this is exactly what happened last year, going after four guys, missing on all four. I'm, I'm really trying to stay optimistic, believe that we are going to get these guys. But, man, um, I mean, I don't understand. The only thing that's not that these guys wouldn't come here for, I feel like, would be NIL. But I hear that our NIL is booming, right? That's what I'm and, saying. The 1870s then, killing it. We hear great yeah. things about the foundation. So we know money's not the issue right now. So, I mean, and then when you look at the roster, you're like, okay, JTT's probably going to leave. Jack Sawyer's probably going to leave. You know what I'm saying? And then you got uh, uh, Kane Curry, you got Abor, and Kenyatta Jackson. But you know that you're going to get on the field because of how Larry Johnson likes to rotate. And sometimes we even question, why is this person out there? But Larry Johnson likes to rotate. So I don't understand. And then also, I understand like Larry Johnson doesn't really get on the trail or anything. But you have another guy who works with NFL in uh, uh, the, what's his name? The GA or the uh, defensive analyst in Clark. But he can't go on the road. He can't. And that's, the, and that's what the issue is. Because I feel like if we had that young guy. You know, instead of Larry Johnson always still trying to, you know, with the old way, recruit the parents, recruit the parents, recruit the parents. This guy can recruit the parents and recruit the players because if we had someone recruiting the players, I believe that these guys would have already shut their stuff down and would have already committed because if you want to have the number one class, you want to have the best class, why not go ahead and commit, stop playing, and build your class up, right? Are they going to have some tough questions inside the Woody if we don't land the defensive line commits that we expect? If money's not the issue, how can we be fundraising all this money to still be missing on recruits? There's no reason why we should be getting taxed like Miami for recruits. We're out here winning games, making playoffs, competing for national championships. We shouldn't be, be we shouldn't be paying the poverty tax. So, I mean, do you think there's a hot seat situation if we don't land one of these premier edge rushers or interior uh, defensive linemen? You know, I think right now is a nice time to let y'all know. If you haven't already, check the bio out and go to, to the Discord. Because we have talked about this in the Discord space. And what I have said is, is you know, some people are of the belief of, get Larry out of here, da 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 I don't think we need to get Larry out of here. But I think what Ryan Day was expecting, because remember, in January, we were supposed to be hearing that the that the NCAA was going to allow coaching staffs to expand. I think that that's what Ryan Day was banking on and banking on, hey, I'm going to be able to get this young guy on the trail. If that's not going to happen and the NCAA isn't going to allow that to happen, move Larry Johnson to the analyst role or something and then move this guy to the full-time coaching role. Larry Johnson, we know he's not going on the road. He's not doing all the extra. We don't hear about Larry Johnson hanging out in Florida like we do hear about Coach Key, Brian Hartline, things like that, right? That's what we need. That's what the young guy is there for. And, I mean, why not go ahead 
and just say, hey, Larry, we got you this nice retirement package. We still want you around the program, still need you in some type of capacity. Um, you know, we know that you still have the love, the fire. And then maybe when the NCAA finally turns over, you can, you know, step back into that full-time coaching job or something like that. But, yeah. I mean. I'm with Cam, I, I though. Know. I think we should fire everyone, all the current players. We transfer them to Xavier. Let them get their football <laughs> program started again. I saw a story about that, that they want to bring football back. So, I mean, if we can't get it together, Ohio State should just fire everyone. All the players move to Xavier. And they're, if they're serious about winning, they could go win a championship there. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I mean, I hate to be so negative, but, like, we're Ohio State. If we have the money rolling, Larry Johnson is Larry Johnson. I mean, like Zeke always says, I mean, he got some new resume paper. When he puts that resume down on the table, it's impressive. We should be able to land these guys. So it just makes me wonder what the hell's going on. So, I mean, we, we named three big defensive line targets. We have uh, Marquise Lightfoot actually committing tomorrow. I think it's down to... Maybe us in Miami. I don't want to hear from Big Hat Radio if <laughs> we get put in a locker by Super Mario. Um, we have Edric Houston. We're hearing about him flirting with Bama now. And then Dylan Stewart. That's all over the place. Every time I hear about that recruitment, it's in a different place. So yeah, I'm for just you, out on that one. I'm completely out on that. <laughs> before you turn up the temperature on Larry's seat, how many of those recruits would you like to see us land, or do you expect us to land? I mean, after missing on four last year, man, we have to hit three. You think have we to need to go three, three for three? We, or I, I, I think two is okay. I really believe two is okay because, you know, in the transfer portal – or whatever, we weren't ready to get those first guys in that first set of transfer portal, right? Um, but another thing is I don't think we're going to be able to count on the transfer portal like we were before because you're going to think about this. With going into 2024, if you were a, a top 15 team, right, now as a coaching staff, you could sell, hey, we, we're going to be a top 12 team. We're going to make it to the playoffs next year. So do those type top, those, do those top guys stay and we're not able to get those guys. So that, that's something that I'm kind of worried about, but our NIL is supposed to be booming. Uh, if we put the back signal out, I'm hearing that, you know, next round we, we should be able to get whoever we want in the portal, but I, I just don't like banking on that. I'd rather bank on the recruiting. Well, yeah, well, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to bank on the recruiting. So make sure you guys get those recurring subscriptions in, whether it's with 1870, the foundation, send all the help you can, because clearly we're going to have to start fucking dropping bags like Ruiz because something's off on the trail. So hopefully the fucking money, the money could buy us a nice class this year because I don't know how things are looking right now. So one one last possibly laughable question on recruiting. I keep seeing the idea of a number one class being floated around. I'm smelling cap on that one, but I just want to get your thoughts. How realistic is it? And do you think they would sign, even sign enough players? I mean, I'm looking at the board. I'm like, who even have enough to get there? So yeah. do you I mean, think you think they could sweep this board and make a run for the number one class? It depends on uh, if we're going to change our philosophy, you know, uh, are we going to go for the 28 to 30 guys? That 
I mean, I'm hearing that they are talking about doing that, but I think it's a, a, a show me first. Now, right now, Ohio State leads on the average. We lead on quality players. Right now, there's only one school that's ahead of us at the number one spot, and guess what they're full of? They have five more three stars than us. That's not what we're going for, guys. So, you know, um, I mean, is it is it possible? Yeah, it is definitely possible. Uh, will it happen? I, I I don't I don't see it until it happens. So I'm gonna go with a no on that, Cam. As our as our guy, former member of ESPN, Jalen Rose, used to say, not gonna be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh our last topic, it's a fun topic, I think. It's something to do with a trade machine. I don't know about you guys. I love the NBA trade machine. I'm always cooking up some nonsense or nothing on the ESPN website. So it gave me the idea for a college football trade machine. And we cooked up a couple trades for you guys. And I'm going to preface this right now. I don't know if you all you guys probably play fantasy football out there. And there's that one guy in the league that'll send you a bullshit trade just to see how dumb you are. And it's like, are you serious? I watch football. Like, don't disrespect me like that. Those are the type of trades that I like to make. So before you even get on my head, I told you the type of person I am. So Mike, do you want to lead us off with your, your first trade proposal for the college football trade machine? Well, go ahead with the first one. Uh, I think you got a question about the quarterback trade. Oh yeah. We actually do have one. We're going to start with this one. We have, would you trade our entire quarterback room right now, Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, for Quinn Ewers? We just saw the picture go viral of the Texas quarterback room. Berm just said on the timeline he thinks that Quinn Ewers could win the Heisman. So did we let a Heisman caliber quarterback walk, and would you give up our two quarterbacks to have one year with Quinn at the helm with these wide receivers. Let us know in the chat your thoughts and smash that like button while you're at it. My answer is going to be no. Uh, you got Devin Brown, two years in Ryan Day system. Kyle McCord, two years in Ryan Day system. You hear, you heard about Quinn Ewers. Uh, you know, apparently he wasn't able to handle Ryan Day system, wasn't able to really understand it or get it down. Uh, maybe, you know, Steve Ark, Sarkeesian's system might be a little, you know, simplex for him, you know, a little simple for him, you know, but uh, no, I'd rather rock with my guys, man. I think Devin Brown got more dog in him than Quinn yours as well. I think Kyle McCord also from that Philly style uh, got more dog than him. So, you know, give me Ohio State's quarterback room, man. I'm rocking with my guys. Uh, Quinn yours got to show me some type of consistency Quinn Ewers, yeah, I saw him rocked up, but uh, he also has some uh, questions when it comes to health, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I need to see. Yeah. <laughs> I know y'all I say it rocked up, not broke <laughs> up. I know exactly what – look, we both saw this video. I, I heard him wild. say that. I was like, whoa. Yeah, we saw this video. I don't know, what, wild, type of, but yeah. I don't know what type of recruiting or investigating you've been doing. <laughs> 
No, we we seen the whole quarterback room. Everybody looked like you know the the way staff got them together, but exactly you know. they're going they're going hard down there. Cam asks, "Can we keep leaking?" Yeah, the only two people in the trade are our top two quarterbacks. We'd be giving up. Yeah, we'd be giving up Kyle and Devin. And I I'm with you guys. Everybody in the chat seems to be in the same uh, agreement that we would keep our quarterback room because I think, I mean, we've heard the staff say it. They believe there are two first round picks in that room and if that's the case i'm ready to roll the dice with it and giovanni's in here i heard him say jj clears all no one believes that not even oh, him shit. so yeah exactly <laughs> mike <clears throat> excuse you hope you're okay <laughs> so do you have one of your trades ready or do you want me to pull up one of mine no i got mine man um, all right go so ahead and pitch it to me in the chat let's let's hear your first college football trade machine let us know in the chat would you accept these trades so we went ahead and did one on offense and uh one on defense and on offense what i say right now we need is a tackle so i say give me j uh jc latham uh from um uh bama the tackle at bama and this is who i would trade to get rid of they can have fryer josh proctor and Cade stover yeah i don't think they're gonna take that <laughs> <laughs> maybe they maybe they won't take it but that's what i'm offering that's what i'm willing to get rid of man i think that i don't even think I think you put that in the ESPN trade machine. You'd hit enter, and it would just say, "Really, nigga? <laughs> they ain't hey, taking that." <laughs> hey, I mean, they, they got the depth at O line, man. I don't know. They, I, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, right? I mean, so, you're saying, I mean, give yeah, Josh Proctor, Caleb Downs is still gonna start over him. Proctor, that, how, how bad could Proctor be? Are you are you are you Did playing? Did you not Pro see their DBs last year get sexed up by Tennessee? How bad could Proctor be? They might need a Proctor. They might need somebody who could come down heel and hit. Are you I are see. you playing? Are you playing Josh Proctor over Caleb Downs? I mean, I mean, rejected. We're not taking that trade. Get out of here. Caleb all right, down. all right, all right. Since Mike, I'm Caleb so down. glad that Mike went far off the deep end <laughs> on the ridiculous side of this because I don't feel as bad about mine that I'm about to present. I also believe that we need an offensive tackle. So the trade that I proposed was a trade with Penn State. I offered Steel Chambers, get our boy CJ Hicks on the field. Keon Grays and Kojo Antwi for Olu Fashanu. He's coming off an injury. They need some help at wide receiver. Their uh, linebacker room, they have experienced linebackers. They're not the core of their defense. I mean, obviously, Abdul Carter. But I, what? Still, what? Chambers would be on the bench at Penn State. He'd be on scout team at Penn State. What are you talking about? You just said Josh Proctor would play in Alabama. I'm just saying. If I, I I'm just saying. Still Chambers is not starting. We know that. Like that's a fact. He might I mean, get burned least, though. Proctor, he might get at burned. Least Proctor gets to compete. He might get burned. He might get burned. I'm telling you. <laughs> at least Proctor gets to compete. Now I do agree with y'all too because they, you know, wide receiver is questionable for them. So I, I will give you the wide receiver. So, so no one, no, not a bad. See, see, not, not uh, look at, look yeah. at Kasai. Kasai said, said, not, bad. I not a bad trade. 
But yeah, I don't think any of these trades in the Big Ten are going down. No one's helping the Buckeyes. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be like, we're just gonna have to spin the block on someone else. I'm not. I'm not taking anything from them. So I guess I will finish up with my defensive one. You brought up Josh Proctor, who could potentially be starting for us this year. I have him. (laughs) I don't have him in my trade, but I am trading for the safety position. And I hope I'm looking through the chat. It seems like it's a safe space. I don't see any Miami fans in here. I'm going to trade for Cam Kitchens. And I'm going to offer up (laughs) Evan Pryor, Dallin Hayden, and Keon Grays for Cam Kitchens. They get some help at wide receiver. They get some explosion and some experience at the running back position. I doubt that they accept it. They have a first rounder at safety there. But me personally, I would make the trade. Six interceptions last year. I think they'd go out there and get Cam Kitchens if they could. They're good at running back, though. They're definitely not going to take two running backs. I can promise that. They're I preface this with, I don't make good trades. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they're good at running backs. Uh, they might take grades. I, I can see them taking grades, but that's about it. But my <laughs> trades aren't good either. So, you know, you me in the trade. Uh, uh, on defense, man, uh, you know, I still got – I still got issues, man, with our cornerback room. You know, uh, yes, do I feel like David Igbenosa came in, elevated that room. Have I been hearing good things about Denzel Burke? Yes. But the more and more, like, we watched the we watched the Georgia game on the Discord yesterday. And, uh, I mean, the more and more I just can't watch, I'm like, man, uh, <laughs> if we get this type of uh, cornerback play again, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be suspect. So, I said, give me Kool-Aid, uh, McKinstry, man. Uh, I said we could give them um, – I guess I'm going to have to switch mine up because that was dumb. Uh, <laughs> I said we could give them uh, Keon Graves and Steel Chambers. Steel Chambers, I say, because they did – they do have a battle at linebacker, so he would at least be able to battle for that spot. Plus, they're taking guys like Tyler Buckner, so why not Steel Chambers? And and uh, Keon Graves, I think he has more sure hands than uh, that uh, Burton guy that they got down there because he can't even catch a code. So I think that's actually a good trade. What y'all think in the chat? But, and Cam had a good point. We will add Parker Fleming to any trade. We ask for nothing in return. <laughs> exactly. Nothing. I don't want nothing. Take him for the free. <laughs> <laughs> Off the GP. <laughs> All right, I yeah. saw I saw Q go ahead and throw a question in there. Shout out to our boy Q. Could make it today, but he's here with us in spirit. Jack Sawyer and Jordan Hancock for Abdul Carter. I'm here to tell you, me personally, I'm not doing it. I believe in our boy Jack. I know Abdul yeah. is an absolute fucking freak, and I don't know what they're on at Penn State right now, but that it looks like they're fucking eating weights right now. Like they are just every every time I see a picture from Penn State's weight program. These guys look like they're about to be in a fucking strongman competition. <laughs> Carter does look like a freak of nature and like he's been like pushing cars during the off season. But I think Jack Sawyer in shape with his hand in the dirt playing def- full-time defensive end instead of the Jack position and doing what he came here to do. I think he's going to be one of the best pass rushers in the country. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, man. You're talking about Jack Sawyer was leading our team in sacks uh, last year. 
playing out of position. Now he's gotten slimmer playing at the right position. And, uh, you know, oh, dang, bro. <laughs> dang, <buddy. laughs> oh, Brody, hey, Brody, I want to hear straight. I want to hear Brody's trade. But anyways, <laughs> as I was as I was saying on Q's take, man, yes, Abdul Carter is a uh, is a freak. I think he fits better for the system that they just have at Penn State. Uh, would he be playing out of position if he came to Ohio State? You know, uh, would he have a learning curve the way you know LJ likes to do things as well? Um, so yeah, I, th- this. Just keeping my guy Jack Sawyer, bro. I I don't want to get rid of him. I really think that we're going to see something special from this defensive line, and um, that that those times when you was hearing Zach Harrison and the rest of the D line just being a half a second short, you won't be hearing that shit no more. One more trade from Q: Emeka and Evan Pryor for Kool Aid. I'm not trading Emeka. No, I'm not. <laughs> No, no, I don't care how loaded that wide receiver room is. Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm like me personally, someone that's, someone that's got on the field and performed for us and done the things that Emeka's done. I mean, people forget he was the number one wide receiver in his class. I feel like Emeka is about to have an insane season. I'm not giving it up. I got, I got uh faith in Iggy. Denzel looks like, like he's fit. It's a, it's a money year for him, so I'm confident in those corners. I think we're solid there. It's going to be an interesting year, but that was a fun little exercise with the college football trade machine. It's going to be interesting. Who knows? By the time by the time NCAA comes out, there may be a trade machine on there because who knows when that's actually coming out. But we appreciate everyone coming to this episode of Buckeye BS here on this holiday weekend. Make sure you enjoy your time off. Spend some time with your family and have a great holiday weekend. Mike, tell them where they can find you at. Hey, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at 216 underscore wildboy. But with all the Twitter BS going on, you can definitely find me in the Discord. Link is below. Make sure you join up. Yeah, like Mike said, the link for that Discord is in the description. No rate limits in there. Just pull up on us. It's going to be the best community in college football this year, I'm telling you. So make sure if you're not in there, you get in there, hang out with us. We do our spaces in there now. Uh, You have Casey and Dog TV. You have the best damn space. We have Poker Nights, all that shit. So come pull up on us uh, in the best damn server. Link in the bio. I'm Ron James. You can find me at two underscore T-E-E-S. That's two T's on Twitter, on Twitch. It's two shiesty on TikTok. And yeah, pull up on us for uh, Best Damn Space. We rewatch games. Yesterday we watched a Georgia game. And yeah, the Best Damn Space and the Best Damn Server. Click the link in the bio. And thank you for pulling up every week at 10 for Buckeye BS. Appreciate you guys. Have a nice holiday weekend. Since Q's not here, all the disrespect to Indiana.